Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm going to blame all of the tech issues on Scott O'Neill. <laughs> I think it's fair. Seems like the fair thing to do. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's episode number 342. KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. Uh, we got a lot to get into with uh, a surging baseball team and uh, proposed Ben Simmons trades and a whole lot more. Uh, but before we get started, of course, this podcast brought to you by our amazing local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Matt, we're going to get into the uh, the name image likeness thing as well too. Tomahawk Shades announcing their uh, the Tomahawk, Tomahawk Athletic Club. I've seen them. They're very... It as is far here. as athleisure goes, you're not going to get much better. They are uh, they are all in. They they got an LSU football player on board. The Tomahawk Shades family is growing, and uh, we are very happy to be a part of that. So go to TomahawkShades.com, get your sunglasses, the blue light glasses. Check out this new Tomahawk Athletic Club merch. It looks pretty fire. Absolutely. Pretty fire. They got hats, shirts, and uh, this is only the first drop. So go to TomahawkShades.com, and when you go to check out, use our code USP. To get 25% off. Plus, the OG underground athlete, Jamil Demby. Tomahawk Shades athlete. The true OG. You got to get down with it. TomahawkShades.com. Promo code USP for 25% off your entire order. And, of course, it's the summer of stateside. Stateside Vodka has the vodka sodas in stock at the, on their website. They got the one liter bottles of vodka that you can use our code USP to get 10% off of uh, at checkout. So, go to Stateside Vodka. Fill up for the summer. We're in full swing. We're a little bit past the 4th of July now. Summer is in, in full swing now. So go to statesidevodka.com. Get all of your stateside vodka uh, drinks. They got the barware. They got the apparel. Got to be 21 or older to purchase any of the alcoholic products. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer. Go to kenwoodbeer.com. Use the Kenny tracker and uh, see who's got Kenwood on tap to uh, have, a, have an ice-cold Kenny during one of these ludicrous offensive Phillies games. Uh, Got to be 21 or older to crack open a nice cold Kenny. Of course, please drink responsibly. What's going on, Matt? I guess you're not really drinking through the Phillies game to get through it now. You're drinking you're with of, them. Yeah, you're drinking with them, which is good. And for that, I'm living the dream. The Phillies are on a tear, and it's against good teams. What happened to the Phillies, and what have you done with the baseball team we've complained about for the last three and a half months? Well, one of them was a good team. The 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 Cubs True. are one of the only teams I think that has uh, put their fans in perpetual misery. It's like you no hit the Dodgers, and well, they it lost, all falls uh, apart. Eleven straight now. Uh, it will be tonight if yeah, the Phillies can, ten or uh, straight can win on uh, Wheeler Day. You know, the Phillies have uh, certainly surprised us with how low they can go. The Cubs are doing it too. 
um, to me, it's actually very just Philadelphia Phillies because yes. they have a tendency to go out and beat the Padres in a series. Um, but we know that when they play the Marlins or when they play uh, coming and, up, <laughs> right, right, that's that's the come down that we're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna get punched down to our level. That's just the way this Phillies team has operated uh, for the last few years. Is they seem to just play to whatever level of competition that they're at. Um, which is why it would just be so great if they could actually just make the playoffs because maybe who knows? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, anything could happen. Anything could happen. I, I don't put a whole lot of stock into the Padres series. You know, there they were, uh, um, I don't know. I, I just don't know that you like, that's your, like, if that's your big victory, you plant your flag in. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's better to beat the Cubs, though, simply because you haven't beaten the bad teams mm-hmm. that you should be beating. Even then, I think there's still the signs of the Phillies that we've been so frustrated with. You're up 15 to four in that game, which turns into 15 to 10. Um, I think it's, it doesn't take an expert to say that if you're up 11 runs, you shouldn't really be sweating that game out at any point. Uh, so that's an issue, but you know, it, that's just, again, been the entire Philly season has been uh, this, this hot and cold. I guess if you're looking at the optimistic side of it is everyone's healthy now. Mm-hmm. which you haven't really had this season. It's like time, the first time since opening day. The only time you've had that is, you know, after a week and a half when you were undefeated and you were like, wow, Feeling this really good. amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's like the optimistic turn. And I, w- I was actually looking at this today. The Phillies have had one of the hardest schedules so far, which we've mm-hmm. talked about at the beginning of the season that, you know, there was not an easy series for the Phillies. Um, yeah, the, the rank, the, the second worse in terms of strength of the schedule meaning they have the second hardest strength mm-hmm. of schedule but when you look at the second half of the season now uh they're in like the bottom five or so for for strength of the schedule so they actually have a, a much lighter where you look around the division the mets have had it pretty easy they're in a you know in the, and the marlins have had it somehow pretty easy um you know are going to have a tough time the second half of the season they have much much more tough schedule so again if you want to be the optimistic Phillies fan if you want to buy in there it is Everyone's healthy, everyone's looking good, and you have an easy strength of schedule. Um, for me, I look at that and think, oh, this is how we get our backs broken. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna to be like two games out going into September. and Need to win one. It's going to be the exact same situation as last year, except way more drawn out and way more depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for right now, I guess we're on, we're on that up part of the roller coaster that the Phillies have a tendency to put us on. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the fun part is going into the All-Star break, final series this weekend coming up, Boston Red Sox. As if it couldn't get any more difficult. And then out of it, that that weekend following, uh, four games against the Marlins. Yeah, that's... As if it couldn't get any more difficult. <laughs> uh, the Marlins for us are difficult. Uh, probably our, our toughest. Anytime... The Marlins should be, you know, like a, a series you kind of pencil in some, some good performances for. But for us, that's like... Uh, you know, a three-game series of who and one. I actually read today, Phillies have not been swept this season. In uh, they, The only one they won that they got swept in was a two-game series, but they have not been swept in a series this year, which is, I guess, good. Pretty <laughs> wild. Uh, when you could, It's just interesting when you consider the Phillies have not been particularly great and at times have been embarrassing. The fact that they haven't gotten swept in, like, an actual kind of full series mm-hmm. is pretty impressive up to this point. But still the same problems exist. Um, the bullpen is still garbage. The only, again, if you're looking positive, second half of the season's easier. And now 
you're at least like within striking distance where if you go out and get someone at the deadline now, you have like a legitimate chance at least of like making a, a playoff push. But the playoff push is going to have to come through the division. It, the, the wild card is not going to be there for you. Um, so it, it's going to, ha- you're going to have to beat out the Mets, which, hey, it's the Mets. <laughs> we have a history of doing this. It, you know, I'm certainly not putting that out of the question, but, um, the, the playoff odds are, are just at 13% now, which I think is uh, still kind of optimistic. Yeah. I saw a, a stat. I forget who tweeted it out, but it was an Alec Bohm stat, so I'm sure you'll enjoy this oh, man. one. Uh, it's a good Bohm. one. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, I'll try and find it. Are we worried at all that the Phillies have had like insane offensive performances and even then Alec Bohm has like, not been able to get it? No, going. Eh. I'm not like I'm not long term worried, but I am like I am. I'm getting a little anxious about Bohm and his uh, his struggles this season. We knew defensively he was not going to be amazing. Offensively, he he's been like hit or miss this this year, which you know he's a young guy. It's not to be unexpected, but it, it does it does just worry me a little bit that he is not really. Um, I don't know. I feel like he just has not been the guy that that we we wanted him to be. Not that this is like his final, right? You know who he is, and 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 that's it. And I'm not I'm not out on Bone, but it's a little worrying. It's Mon- a little worrying. Monday was his first home run since May sixth, right? Like you know, in, in a in a few games here where we've scored 28 runs, he is not. You know, you'd expect someone like Bone to be involved in that process and he really hasn't been so that's that's the one to worry with me i guess again if I, if you're thinking negatively is that he just has not um he's really hasn't taken the leap that you want him to this year i think it's safe to say at this point in july that he has not made that big step up he hasn't had like that reese breakout where mm-hmm. it's like oh wow he has arrived on the scene um it's not over for him and i think he could he certainly still has value and I, i'm still in love with him but uh, it has not been the bone breakout that I was hoping for for this season. You know, last year you give him the pass of he looked good. You know, I, I think unlucky to not even win uh, like a rookie award. And then, you know, you consider that it was such a shortened season. You think this is uh, the recipe for him coming into this year. And I don't know if it's a confidence thing or what, because I know defensively he's beginning shredded. I have to imagine that plays in your head a little bit. We've seen him multiple times getting kind of coached up from the bench. Maybe just the kind of guy that needs like that good reassurance. Funnily enough, you know who I actually think would be a great manager for Alec Bohm is Gabe Kapler. Yep. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think Gabe Kapler would have had Bohm's here, but whatever. Yeah, I can't find the tweet, but it was like, uh, I guess it was Monday. It was either Monday or yesterday. Alec Bohm had his first uh, multi-RBI game, I think it was. Uh, or no, multi extra base hit game this season and there were four other people that like you wouldn't expect to be in there including jt and mookie Betts. wow which was like okay if, if mookie Betts doesn't have multiple extra base right. hit games this season i can i can live with alec bohm also not having that yeah hey but you know you're right and Again, I don't want to be unfair of him. I don't want to be hypercritical. I don't want to do that. I don't want to like build him up to tear him down. But I just think, again, when you have an offensive explosion like this, 
you want the guy whose only value that he's bringing you really to the team is offense mm-hmm. to be involved heavily in that kind of way. And he, he just, he hasn't been this season at all. And um, again, plenty of time for him though. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know that this is the week to be super negative on the Phillies. I, yeah. I think, I think you're working uphill if you're trying to be negative. Although here's another fun, interesting Alec Bohm stat. So here uh, are some numbers of Alec Bohm and I'll say player X over their first 125 career games. Alec Bohm uh, slashing 274, 330, 387, nine home runs, 60 RBIs. Player X slash 258, 313, 451, 20 home runs, and 72 RBIs. Can you guess who player X is? Was he a Philly or is this like yes. a first 120 games? First 125. 125 games. Who's who's hitting dingers early on? Is this a recent Philly? Uh, relatively. Relatively. Golden Age. Uh, right after. Right. After. Uh, is this like a? Is this like a? Is this like uh? Is this gonna be sour? Maybe for you. Is this a Dom Brown? <laughs> no, not that bad. <laughs> is this is this sour for me? I don't know if it'll be sour for you. I am perplexed. Michael Franco. Oh. The old third baseman. Yeah. Um, maybe not the best company to be in either. <laughs> I also didn't view that as a negative because the only thing Michael Franco was doing early in his career was mashing, mashing home right. runs. That's rough. Um, and again, you know, you, you don't want to be too critical of a player, but. If if you would ask me who I would be more excited for, Michael Franco or Alec Bohm, it's Bohm by a thousand. But numbers aren't quite there yet. But we'll give him time. We'll give him time. He's had he's had certainly not the easiest uh, introduction to, to yeah. the major leagues. Um, Makes his debut during a pandemic. Yeah, that's that's certainly not easy. You uh, kind of forget that Michael Franco like had the hype that he did yeah. around him. I mean, he was like legitimately like. Him and Reese were like the guys that you were kind of like hitching your wagon to a little bit. Everyone um, was saying, oh, the last great third baseman was Mike Schmidt, and now it's Michael Franco. Right. Right. Now so. he's mashing for the Orioles. Which is... Uh, <laughs> He'll get traded by the deadline. Good good for him. I wouldn't mind having him back. Listen, there's quite a few ex-Phillies that we would take back. Uh, one of them is not Jake Arrieta. <laughs> no. Who... Well, you had to hurt hamstring cops. Very true. Right out of the playbook. And the wind was a little off. Humidity was high. It was a rough dew point day. So Defense yeah. wasn't aligned properly when McCutcheon blasted that grand slam off Something of wrong with the uh, the seams on the baseball. So No spider tack. Yeah. It was just that just Arrieta. shows Jake Arrieta is done, though. You said this before we started recording. Goes to show Jake Arrieta's wash because he left the Phillies and still stinks. Yeah, yeah. We have a habit of letting, especially pitchers, go that stink here, and they're like miraculously recover from whatever disease we gave them. Shout out Nick Pavetta and Cole Irvin. Yeah, but uh, Jake Arrieta, it's just clearly washed. Clearly washed. I thought we were in a pretty bad spot, and then this Cubs series started. <laughs> We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. 
But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. I still think we're in a bad spot. I, I still th- think, I think we this do. This is just like a nice shot in the arm, and like it's especially good because it's right before the All Star mm-hmm. break. So you're gonna just kind of have like good vibes, even if this Red Sox series doesn't go like amazing. I think you're still gonna have like. It's funny too because I remember it was it was against the Cubs that the Bryce hit that grand yep. slam, and everyone. Like, I was thinking about that last night. And everyone like bought back in. I was like, oh my god, this is where we make the. Turn. It's always the July Cup like, series. Yeah, and it's like, man, we've seen this movie at least fourteen times, and it just it never <laughs> goes the way you want it to. My thought process was, it could always be worse, and the Cubs have oh. lost ten in a row. And thank God we haven't done that. It could always be worse because the Cubs have lost 10 in a row and the Pirates are still nine and a half games back from them. <laughs> That's how it gets worse, is, <laughs> is that situation where someone oh. in front of you loses 10 games in a row and you're still almost double digits behind them. That's how it gets worse. That's terrible. It is. It is terrible. But We also played our favorite game earlier. Uh, while we were trying to get everything we fixed, did. and uh, the Phillies still have a negative run differential after scoring all these runs. Yeah, the the run dif- has not the needle hasn't moved very much. They've been hovering around this like negative sixteen where they're at now. Yep. they've been between negative and fifteen and nineteen for. It says quite a bit that you could uh, have a 15-10 game and uh, still be negative. That garbage at it. Granted, um, the eleven one shellacking against the Padres didn't help, and the uh, the twelve to four. Cincinnati Reds game didn't help. Hey, since the second half of the season has officially started, Phillies, best team in baseball. So Valid. Tell, you tell me. You tell me. You tell me what to make of that. Uh, pivoting real quick from the Phillies, because I feel like we just have to talk about one of our favorite non-Phils uh, since I brought up the Reds. Nick Castellanos. <laughs> what an absolute legend. He's living some kind of life, isn't he? He is, um, you know, baseball Twitter isn't really as active as, like, NBA Twitter. Mm-hmm. and You know, but, like, he is the face, I think, of baseball yes. Twitter. Um, I saw an interesting question posed. Does does he, like, know? Does <laughs> Did he you know? see the response? No, I didn't. I believe it was uh, Mrs. Castellano said, yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm glad he knows. I'm glad he knows that, like, I mean, it's just hilarious because, he, you know, he obviously, like, kind of gets introduced through that clip. And, but now he's, like, legitimately, like, he has, like, made a turn into, like, a very good player. And it's just, yeah, it's interesting that that could be, like, the, uh, I don't know, do they do, like, top shots of baseball? Is that going to be, like, an <laughs> NFT, the, the Cassianos well, did deep you in see, the left? Did you see, after the second one happened, did you see somebody quote tweeted it with, the legend of Nick Castellanos gets that much better when you realize his first professional home run was <laughs> the day that Osama Bin Laden was killed. He is just a, a harbinger of doom. He's like, you know, like Mothman, how they, they say like there's a this um there's this myth of Mothman and how he appears before disasters. <laughs> um and that is Nick Castellanos. He 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 
He is like the bellwether for when something bad is gonna happen. Uh, he's like he like when when Nick Castellanos is 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 playing well. Like you have to keep yourself glued to whatever news feed you have because yes. there's gonna be some kind of breaking news or some kind of like big moment happening. Somebody's like tried to compare it to. Uh, there's a soccer player that uh, anytime he scores somebody of note or like famous dies <laughs> that's good i'm glad he, i'm glad he's certainly not handing out kiss of death that i have to it. find who this was because i was cracking up because it's like anytime he hits one deep to left it's during some like moment that i, I like... consider myself a man of faith and <laughs> i don't know when i'll be putting this headset back on again um just to give a small update on how stupid. Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey, yeah, uh, not a not a certainly prolific goal scorer, but I I think I do remember that happening. Twenty three times he scored. Yeah, somebody's died. You don't love to see that, including some bin Laden. Yeah. So there's the connection with Nick Castellanos. He's passed on the torch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Miami Marlins. Plus twenty two run differential despite being uh ten games under five hundred bottom of the division. I need someone to just sit me down and like talk me explain through that. this. I I need I need I need someone much smarter at baseball than me to just sit me through that because the other bottom of the division teams, Arizona Diamondbacks, negative one twenty five. The Pittsburgh Pirates, negative one oh five. The Orioles, negative one hundred and twelve. The Twins, negative sixty four. The Rangers, negative fifty one. How could you possibly <laughs> convince me that this division makes any sense? It doesn't. It's the dumbest division in baseball by a considerable margin. You don't even have to look at the Marlins. You can just see that the Mets are in first place and realize that this division is all out of whack. Listen, the Mets, what are you going to do? You know? Cicada don't, season. Don't say I didn't tell you so, huh? <laughs> Come on. The frauds. The uh... Yeah, I heard Jacob deGrom is protesting the... Uh... I heard he uh, doesn't like legal weed. That's why he's not going to Colorado. Makes sense. Said it's it's against his. Uh, he just wants his old pal Zach Wheeler to start the All Star game. The better the better Mets uh, pitcher from the last decade. Isn't it crazy how we were like pseudo disappointed about not getting Garrett Cole, and now Zach Wheeler is exponentially better than Garrett Cole since they both signed their contracts. Zach Wheeler's stock has risen tremendously, especially when you consider the contract was. Uh, it was dwarfed by Garrett Coles, and and we said that at the time that if you could, if you if Zach Wheeler could play like he had, you know, in spurts for that contract to mm -hmm. be a steal, and if Jacob Degrom didn't exist, he would be the Cy Young candidate right now. Which, however long Degrom potentially is out with these injuries, could hurt him. Definitely, definitely could. Um, so yeah, I mean Zach Wheeler's been the Phillies' best player this season. He's been. One of, if not the best pitcher in baseball. Again, DeGrom takes that title, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, he's been amazing. You know amazing. Or, uh, Wheeler's been good because WIP is tweeting out articles about, should the Phillies trade That's Zach Wheeler? the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, we have not had a good, reliable, like, true ace in a decade. Yeah. And, like, you get it. And it's like the people that want to, like, trade Embiid, you know? It's like yep. you get this thing that you've wanted for a very long time and that everyone wants to have, and it's like, all right, well, let's ship him out in his, the, the like second the year of, of his deal. <laughs> the amount of people I've seen talk about, should we trade Aaron Nola? Should we trade Zach? Like, what are we doing? 
the the issue with those they're the same people that complain that Vince Velasquez gets thrown out there who has been very good this year uh right. that Vince Velasquez is in the rotation and what what is weird about those conversations too is trading Aaron Nola okay what is Aaron Nola's value right now because you could make the case it's probably never been lower in terms of how he's performed this season because it's, sure. it's, it's it's been one of his he's been like up and down like he's had yeah, high he's, high spots and low spots a very spots. inconsistent year and he's and still been quality. He's been good. So, like, okay, you're not trading him at his, like, high value, right? He's a very team-friendly contract. Very. Like he's, That's the biggest thing he's, that he's, I take away from So, it. what are you getting in return Nothing. for this guy? Exactly. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's dumb. Same thing with Zach Wheeler. Like, Zach Wheeler is... Zach Wheeler is... You want to talk about... With Bryce, the, like... The two untouchable people in this roster. I, I don't like. There's there's not a single. There's probably other. four guys that are untouchable. It's it's Bryce, Zach Wheeler. I'd say Nola because one, yeah. the contract makes it that way because it's it's not harping you absolutely payroll wise. And I'd say JT's untouchable. Yeah. I I just I I think the 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 trade X Y Z is is bizarre. I think the only person that I think is. That it, that I could genuinely see being gone is, is Gene, and mm-hmm. it's someone I brought up before. But I just, I just think that what he gives you, you could find. I think you get a team to buy into him super easy. And that's not to say Gene is a bad player, but he's also getting twenty million next year. Do we want to be paying Gene to grow twenty million dollars? Right. Not particularly sure about that. Especially <laughs> so when it opens up a spot for Didi to move the second. Right. So you know we'll we'll see though. We'll see what happens. Um, here's Dombrowski's here's my his, proposal uh, for you. Speaking of Dombrowski. If the Phillies end up sweeping the Cubs because they're so bad. <laughs> See, we're putting a lot of bad juju in the air. I don't like this. we got to <laughs> reverse jinx wood. ourselves a little bit. And then somehow walk away with a decent showing against the Red Sox going into the All-Star break. Right. What do you think Dombrowski's mindset is during the All-Star break and going into like early second half of the season? When, if you're within, I think at the halfway point of the season, if if you're within five games like the Phillies are, you have to go for it. You, mm-hmm. you just have to. I agree. Especially when you consider the Phillies. Even if it's like something like mid-tier, like do something. Yeah. there You cannot walk away from the trade deadline having done absolutely nothing. Um, the scale on what you can do, though, is obviously different. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not the time to be like making very aggressive moves. I think you go for ceiling as well, though. I, I think even if it's someone that maybe this year isn't going to... Like, if you can get, like, a prospect, right? Like, a theor- like just think of a hypothetical mm-hmm. prospect. If you can get someone that's, like, high ceiling, like, even a high-risk guy, I think you do it. The, what this team doesn't need, I think in trades at least, is, like, safety. Because you can sign someone in the offseason and be pretty assured about the, what they are. This team needs a ceiling raiser, I I believe. Yeah, and you can't and, do a, a Heath Hembry no, type no, deal no. like you did last year. Because first of all, that's not really moving the needle for you that much right. anyway. Like sure, like anyone who's even an average, someone who's even below average bullpen pitcher improves his team, but Heath Hembry is not pushing you to that next level. He's not someone that I think like in two years could be like your closer like mm-hmm. this guy like and you know, like really be like leading the line so to speak you can sign a guy like that in the offseason no problem like it, we we and we've consistently done that over the offseason we've we've been able to sign guys that it really hasn't been an issue for us in terms of attracting players i think if you make a deal ideally for me it would be maybe a risky one but you know what like i'm willing to not be super aggressive in terms of who you're giving up 
you have to find that right deal if it exists. But I, I think I wouldn't mind if you like take a shot on someone, even if that someone isn't gonna come in right away, steady the ship. Like I'm I'm okay with that if if that that's the profile. But I'm also okay, you know, if they go for the safe route, whatever. It's lame. To, and, and are you looking just bullpen? I think I think bullpen is you have to address the bullpen because it's the same story as last year. If you have an average bullpen at this stage of the season, you're probably leading the division. Mm-hmm. So you you cannot you I I can't see a world that you walk away from this trade deadline and not have done something. So there's a guy that they'll be playing against tonight that's in the Cubs bullpen. Obviously mm-hmm. they've been pretty bad, but there's one guy that's been good, Craig Kimbrell. Kimbrell's good. You know, I, I think the the issue is though he's spotty, mm-hmm. and uh, that's you know welcome to the club, I guess. Right. Um, literally, but yeah, I mean it, it depends a lot on price, of course, and, and what you're getting. I think what's interesting too is like you're still like trotting Matt Moore out. Um, mm-hmm. For still why throwing <laughs> David Hale out there? Like uh, Ranger Suarez has quietly been like a godsend, one of our best pitchers this season. I and, told you guys. Um, Told he you he's gonna be good. He keeps getting like two thirds of an inning, yeah. <laughs> and um, and he's like a quote unquote like long man type. So what I don't get is why is he not getting? Because let's let's be real, Matt Moore is essentially a long man. Yes. <laughs> he is he is he's a long reliever. He is not someone that really should be giving you uh, five six innings no. um, of work. Why not just give Ranger Suarez like the opportunity? Because he's been mm-hmm. improving, he looks good. Apparently, he it. is the closer right now, as he deserves. Because we love Naris, but um, it's been a rough going for Hector. It's been it's been tough for old Hector. Kimbrel <laughs> Kimbrel this year has a .59 ERA in thirty and two thirds innings pitched. I think that would make him our best bullpen. I'm not even exaggerating. Strikeouts. I think that would make him our best bullpen pitcher, like Sidge Lynch. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't think we've had someone with a, even or, a sub one ERA after like outside of like the first week of the season ever. Yeah, <laughs> like fifty three strikeouts, a point six five WHIP, twenty saves. Would be nice. He's got almost a two point oh WAR. Would be nice. We did our WAR. We did our WAR talk last week. I yep. think two point oh WAR would be like top five on the team already. Yeah. So it'd be great. Um, yeah, you know, th- there's gonna be. There's going to be guys like this, right? Like that you're going to have to pick through. And do we trust Dave Dombrowski? I don't. <laughs> I don't trust him. With he with hasn't much. given us a reason to yet. No, no. He and you know, you know, he's, he's made some nice signings had... here and there. Like he got JT back. Like he did like some things. JT feels like an obligation rather than very true. Uh, smart work. You know, like. You, if you're not bringing back JT, like you're gonna be like drugged through the streets of Philadelphia by dirt bike. And Kimbrel's like, under contract next year as well at 16 yeah. million. I, th- I think you have to have that conversation. I think you need to have the Spencer Howard conversation too. What are you doing with him? I'm not glad, trading him. Not trading him. I'm glad that he's in AAA. Yeah, but I I would love to see Spencer Howard come back up, play some I, bullpen. I like. The approach they're taking with Spencer. There's nothing wrong with being patient. The guys like had a rough, rough time of it when he's come back up. But I would, I would love to see him back in like mid-August. That's fair. And would love to see him in the bullpen because I think the experiment with trying to make him a starter is over. I don't know if it's over because I think well, that's obviously what they're working on now with him going down to Lehigh Valley is like seeing where the issue because his biggest issue is he'll go one inning, he'll throw like 97 and 99. 
and then come out in the second and third inning and he's his velocity's down to like 93 94 which is worrying yes because it's you know what is, is mechanical is it mental yeah what I, is making your velocity drop i think patience is fine with that but i would also love to see if we if we know this guy gives you one and a half innings good innings mm-hmm. let him be successful at that at this level and and you know carry on through like i i don't know i just i think the phillies have have always taken this weird approach sometimes to the development that isn't always helpful and they know better than i do but i would love to see do they though <laughs> Uh, I'd like to, be- for my sanity, I would like to believe that they do, but I think they actually do. So I- I'll believe that for now. I just want to see Spencer Howard thrown. That's all. Yeah. Trade deadline wise. I want them to get a, a reliever, at least one and probably a starter, like a, a back end starter that like you can count on to go six innings because when it's not Wheeler, Nola, Eflin, and surprisingly, Velasquez, as of late, like the last like month and a half, Velasquez has been like, I think everything that the Phillies front office expected him to be when they traded for him from the Astros. You, you don't have that fifth starter and you need that for like the remainder of the season. And then say you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. You need like a way to, to switch things up if you need it. The Rockies say they're not trading Herman Marquez. Fine. I mean, they also said they weren't trading Nolan Arenado. So Very true. I'm not sure I would take... Uh, the Rockies are on my mind because ye Troy Jenkins in the chat on Twitch. You can watch the show live. Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI said Rockies all day. JK, but someone's got to hold the bottom of the division. Um, it's true. I wouldn't hate them going again. John Gray. He's on a one-year contract. John Gray has been your guy. You love, He's, I love, you love John, John Gray. <laughs> you will not rest until John Gray is on <laughs> is this in team. in a Phillies uniform. Uh, we're, in, we're in the home ground. I just want to see what happens when he's out of course Field. Yeah. Because, like, he's found a way to, like, pitch, like, decently at course. Get him out of course Field and see what he can do. And, like, it's a one-year deal. You probably won't have to give up too much to get him. I say do it. I just feel like this is all building towards some very underwhelming stuff at the very true. Line. We'll and, probably get, uh, like, a replacement-level outfielder. Yep. And, uh, to go along with our uh, four other replacement yeah. level outfielders, <laughs> we love collecting those. We'll uh, we'll get some like defensive replacement infielder to come in in the eighth inning, so Joe Girardi can keep doing double switches. Well, it's actually it's really scientific, actually, Kyle. And I just don't think you get exit velocity. So yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the the Mets will probably go trade for Trevor Story and move him to third base. And the we'll Mets be- aren't doing anything like. Listen, I know they're like technically top of the division right now, you know, on a technicality by being four games ahead. But if there's one thing I know about the New York Mets is they love nothing more than a collapse and they love nothing more than a dramatic collapse. They don't just crumble. They crumble spectacularly, like always without fail, except for every 15 years, every 15 years, they have the little run of the World Series there's some new pitcher that they anoint is the best to ever play. He needs Tommy John surgery. He gets straight in two years. We never talk about him again. That's that is the Mets' just entire existence. They're for everyone to laugh at. They're for everyone to to be ashamed of. Why? Like, come on. I'm over it. I'm done with the Mets. I'm done with the Mets talk. I'm done. Yeah. With, I'm done with the, the. This is their year. I'm done with the Steve Cohen stuff. I'm done with all of it because it's so stupid. Because it's the Mets. All right. They're never. They're never ever ever they have the the best pitcher 
of the last like two years, currently the best pitcher in baseball, they can't even give the guy run support. Jesus can't even Christ. Keep him healthy. Can't keep him healthy either. Because you know why he's breaking down? Because the dude has to carry this team on his back. I don't blame him. I would be putting PTO in too. Jacob. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little All-Star game too. What do you make of Bryce's comments? Saying that he would have skipped the All-Star game if he got picked to go. Oh, I didn't want to go anyway. So. <laughs> I like Gene's better. Uh, it's the uh, All-Star name, not the All-Star game. Uh, oh. Very good. Very good, Gene. <laughs> See why I love him? <laughs> I love Gene, too. I'm not This. I'm not anti-Gene. Oh, no, I just I think, you know, I wouldn't if, mind If you Gene end up hit. being a seller, right. that's the guy that's going to get um, you the most. Yeah. God, you know, only, only having two All-Stars kind of sucks. But, First time since 2013, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and if... Um, Broke the one. If, if Wheeler does start, Hard. he'll be the first one since Roy Holiday yep. in 2011, which is... Um, Crazy. What a long strain. You know, again, you know, we talk so much about how the Phillies have disappointed us, but it's it's crazy because other teams like will never have that. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, like, think about, like... The Mariners? Yeah, think about... Like, honestly, think about being... Like, just sit there for, like, seven seconds and think about being a Mariners fan and the pain that you've had to endure in your life. Like we've at least had something we've, we've at least had something to celebrate and like be happy about, but yeah, man, that's a brutal existence right there. So it's good in that sense. It's good to have these guys like represent your team, but ultimately like the, the baseball all-star game doesn't really matter much to me. It's, it's really the home run derby that everyone cares about. And that's, that that's about true. it. Which we'll get into the home run derby, but I need to look up this list here of uh, Phillies All-Stars of all time. Because (laughs) since the heyday, it has been a hilarious list. So, 2012 was the first year they missed the playoffs. That's the last time they had three All-Stars, which was Cole Hamels, Jonathan Papelbon, and Carlos Ruiz. 2013. murderers row that is, huh? 2013 was the last time they had two. And it was Cliff Lee and Dominic Brown, because that was six weeks of should have traded him, Dominic Brown. 2014. I still have a Phillies Cup with Dom Brown on it. It's one of my most prized possessions. 2014 was Chase Utley. Didn't have one in 2015, because that was the last year, I believe, that uh, you didn't have to have an All-Star represented at the All-Star game. (laughs) Didn't give you a pity spot. 2016 was... Uh, oh, disgusting. Number 37. 2017 was Pat oh Neshek. <laughs> love to have him back, unironically. Would love to have Pat Neshek on this team. And then 2018 was Aaron Nola. And it's just been disgusting. I don't know who 2019 was. But uh, <laughs> what a list. Here we go. 2019 was JT. I was going to say, I think JT was the only one. And then there was no All-Star game last year. Right. I wonder why. What was that for? <laughs> you know what's interesting? Bryce hasn't been an All-Star since he got here, though. Yeah. That is an interesting wrinkle in all of this. Not that he's, like... And like, oddly enough, like... He hasn't really felt like a hard snub. Like, this I year think, was, I like, the closest he des- that... This year, he's, he's probably deserved it, but, like, I don't know that you walk away like, wow, that's a disgusting decision. You know, like, it's tough. You know, it, it's it's difficult. I mean, outfield is also like not a, at least in the NL, like not a particularly like easy one to break into. Like especially like when you think of the talent, like especially like the young talent that's there. It's tough. 
It's a tough scene. Yeah, the National League roster, outfield-wise, it's Ronald Cunha Jr., Nick Castellanos, and Jesse Winker. And then the reserves, it's Mookie Betts, Brian Reynolds, Kyle Schwarber, Juan Soto, Chris Taylor. It's like hard to argue, you know? Like, he, he probably makes it in at least over one of those guys, but... Probably Brian Reynolds, and if Kyle Schwarber doesn't hit, like, 18 home runs in two days. Right, you know, like, you definitely get a boost, you know, from the narrative there, but it's tough. It's, what are you going to do? As he said, he wasn't going to go anyway, so I guess, I guess nothing was lost. <laughs> but the uh, the home run derby, like you said, is where it's at. And this is shaping up to be, on paper, one of the best home run derby rosters we've had in recent years. Yeah, so you have Otani, Matt Olson, Salvador Perez... Trey Mancini, Pete Alonzo, the greatest New York Mets ever, um, unironically, Trevor Story, and Juan Soto. I forgot Otani had 31 home runs. 32 now. 32. Today he hit 32. Is he, the, is he like the most, he, you know, he like might be the most video game player I've ever seen in yes. my lifetime. I know like Bo Jackson was close to just because like, you know, he's two sport athlete, which is like stupid. But like, I've never seen a player so dominant on like both sides it's stupid he broke the record today for most home runs in a season by a japanese born player it is july 7th as we and he's a pitcher (laughs) it's it's not even the all-star break to get the whole podcast hosted by steve mcavoy and john mavalia be sure to follow us on twitter at get in the whole pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf releasing weekly a part of the underground sports philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows it is the, it's the he is 32 home runs how how do you end up with mike trout who's going to finish as one of the top 10 best baseball players ever Probably higher on that list, but mm-hmm. assuredly in that in that conversation. And Otani, who could also finish as a top ten baseball player ever. And let's not so, forget they have Rendon, and during that time they also had Pujols in the twilight of his career, who was still hitting. How do you, how do you have two of the most interesting? It's like that's it's like that's that we're talking the show. Yeah, Otani has done something that hasn't been done since the nineteen eighteen Red Hawks. Uh, and Mike Trout hit three home runs to bring his season average of five eighteen as they lost eight to three to the Tigers. Tigers. <laughs> it's stupid. We we need we need something to happen for the Angels. The here. Angels need to go trade for pitching. They, I don't I don't care what has to be done, but it is a disgrace. Give up Mike your Trout entire is, farm Mike system Trout hasn't for DeGrom. Been in the playoffs since two thousand fourteen, and that's that the only time. That's the only time. Tani's never, never. Does he? What does he know? Does he know what October baseball is like? Did you see the video of him from 2016 that came out this week? He had a home run that went into the roof of a dome in Japan. I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't punch a hole through it. There just has to be like I know Otani is like obviously unique, and in basketball you'd call him like a unicorn, right? Like mm-hmm. there's just not they're not printing Otani's, right? Like they just. But I'm going to completely contradict everything I said. There has to be more Ota- Like, there just has yeah. to be. You cannot convince me that there's not other, like, top athletes that could do this. I just refuse to believe it. He's, just, he's the most unique player I've ever seen in my yeah. lifetime, though. He's but so entertaining. It's, he it's is on that list of guys that, like... He's just he's modern-day Babe Ruth. Non-favorite like, like, team, I would get an Otani jersey. Yeah, like, this is just what Babe Ruth did, except just 
today with better talent and you like you know not, not fat and eating men. hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> the uh the other player that he, rounded Babe out Ruth is playing fans of the night <laughs> in the great depression and you want me to be excited by that otani is ripping uh pitchers that are cheating <laughs> come on otani is playing so well he's gonna be like a downloadable character in that uh raid shadow legends youtube <laughs> commercial video game <laughs> He's just dumb, dude. He's like, honestly, if you just made a player in MLB The Show and just put everything at 99, you're like, yeah, I'm just going to I'm just gonna become the greatest baseball player of all time. I'm just going to do everything. He's going to get a Marvel the movie. Only, the only way he gets better is if he like starts playing infield and gets like yeah. a gold glove. So that's the, that's the only way that or he... Or plays like, like right next to Mike Trout. And you know field. what? I bet he could do it. Yep. I bet you I bet you Otani could feel He's going to be in the next Marvel movie. I He's going to be an Avenger. He is he is the seventh Infinity Stone. Put him in put him in the West Coast Avengers with Ant Man and White Vision. The uh the Derby got rounded out today too. Joey Gallo will also be ah, in the home run derby. So very nice. All of these guys mash. Yeah. It's in Colorado. So it's I, gonna be the most disappointing one ever, is what probably. you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> gonna win with like seven home runs. I'm excited for this home run derby because I don't need the last home run derby that like people were like ramping about was probably the one in Miami when Joel Embiid was there catching him, you know, mm-hmm. barehanded. And then the uh the Josh Hamilton one at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. When he just stole it from Chase Hutley. <laughs> he did steal that one, but yeah, it's um the home run derby is like a classic though. It's always fun to watch. Even yeah, they're obviously like better years. Um but we always know. We always know that it's it's a lot of fun. I think the only way this gets better is if you like, and this is no offense to like Matt Olson, but you take Matt Olson out and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is in it. Right. It's it's fun because baseball leans into it. Where like the dunk contest, they've like kind of consistently like moved away from like mm-hmm. having like the big stars. Like baseball leans into having like, hey, like we heard you. You want to see Otani like mash? Here it is. You know, like have fun. The Bobby Abreu Bobby one, Abreu I one won, that, was that great. one was fantastic. When him and Ryan Howard won back to back, the glory days. The Bryce Harper one was good too at the National Stadium. That was definitely in 2018. Good. Man, Mark McGuire, 1999. Huh? <laughs> hmm. Wonder why that was good. That's really interesting. The Todd Frazier one was good. Was ninety nine the the big like home run race? I, I know there's a few of them, but so. was ninety nine the one where they were like back and forth? Ninety nine or ninety eight? Man, that was ninety eight. Ninety eight. Trying to get to sixty one. Otani might do that. It's disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. Barry Bonds broke that record. Uh. Perry Bonds is just one of the most unbelievable baseball yeah, players. Seventy three. Just, just. Otani's on base for sixty four right now. <laughs> just, just stupid. I I cannot believe what you see with this guy. I cannot believe it. Again, he is just the most God. video game player I've ever seen in my life. I love watching him play. Anytime a highlight of his comes on my timeline, I'm just like, I need to watch this more. Shovel it on more. It is just, and the way the ball just leaves his bat. Like you said, it's video game. It, it does not sound real. No. Need, need all the Otani content possible. I'm excited for the home run derby. Um, do the Phillies sweep the Cubs? 
It's Wheeler, so like you know, if it's if a four I'm, game series, if I'm betting on someone, I'm gonna bet on Wheeler. So I will. If yeah. it was anyone else pitching, I would say they're gonna disappoint us. But I gotta I'll take have, Wheeler uh, tonight. Faith in Zach. And then tomorrow, it is Eflin against Alzale, who I don't even know who that is. So if they keep hitting the way they are. I'm sure it'll take the sweep, but I'm sure as soon as they get to Fenway, they'll forget how to hit. I mean, come on, we know what's gonna happen here. We've again, (laughs) we've been here so many times before. We know exactly what's gonna happen. We'll round out with Ben Simmons trade rumors. Apparently, we've uh, (laughs) we've declined a Malcolm Brogdon first round pick trade, Uh, which is good. (laughs) Because I think it's good for multiple reasons. uh, Malcolm Brogdon, good player. Not good enough for Ben Simmons. Um, injured a lot. Injured a lot. Also, apparently, has lots of issues with coaches. Whatever. Yeah, read into that, whatever you will. Um, it's good, though, that his value is like being put out there. Like, this is not good enough. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to have to do significantly better. I think Daryl Morey is the type of guy that when a big star becomes available, you saw it. I know it's lazy, but the James Harden thing. Yep. Like, he went out, got James Harden, brought him to Houston. He tried doing it again this year when James Harden was available. This Damian Lillard thing has not really gone away. And we say it all the time. Every year, every like six months, there is a star in the NBA that wants out. There's no reason to believe that it, it couldn't be true this time. And we've seen it uh, a dozen times now that it starts like this. It starts with little hints. It starts with frustration. It starts with leaks to Woj. And, you know, late July, early August comes around. This guy wants to be traded. September comes around. He's, he's not showing up to, you know, like, it just happens. And if that happens, you, you hold out everything you have. for You do not trade Ben Simmons right now for anyone when Damian Lillard's future is yeah. uncertain. It is. And you give up whatever it takes if Damian Lillard is actually good. It's a long wish, shot. but I wish we had somebody from the Sixers on Team USA. <laughs> Yeah, someone to get in his ear. I don't know. Apparently, um, Anthony Edwards got injured today. Uh, he's okay. He, like, sprained his ankle. But, uh, you know, maybe. I don't know. Tyrese Maxey gets <laughs> Hello, Tobias. <laughs> yeah, Tobias. Come on down. Um, yeah, we, we could use someone definitely getting in his ear. That would be nice. That would be so good if we had just one person there to just be like, hey, don't worry about the Lakers. Don't worry about the the, the Lakers have no way outside of like a third team. The Lakers have like just no way of doing it. They they gave everything. They gave they unloaded the cupboards and the cupboards themselves to get Anthony Davis there. Well, now they're saying that they might trade Anthony Davis. No chance. They, Which, have, they have nothing. I don't to believe give. that, but no, no way. I just do not see that happening. But listen, this is where the Sixers are at. I haven't thought about them for my own mental health. Yeah. I've been looking at the draft because that's obviously coming up, um, which is more important to me. I haven't I haven't watched basketball. I had someone asked me where it's like, oh, you, you ready for game one yesterday? I was like, I haven't watched basketball in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't cared to. <laughs> I feel uh, irreversibly damaged still. The I'm, only... not ch- I'm waiting for like the spark to rekindle, and it's like not even close. It's, it's like, yeah. The only thing from the finals that I've paid attention to is that uh, I will always feel vindicated and write about uh, Mikael Bridges. 
Yeah, and I mean, that makes it even more difficult. It does. You have, like, this guy that you draft when you didn't have an actual GM. You had the brain trust. And uh, there he is, living up in the finals. And then... Devin Booker, Mr. Steal Your Girl, gonna win a gonna win a ring for Sadly, Dario Saric yeah. gets injured and tours ACL. You gotta, you gotta do it for Dario now. So you gotta win it for Dario. I, ca- I guess I'm rooting for the Suns. Um because yeah, I don't I, want the Bucks to win because the Bucks of their uh I, I cannot, results. Yeah, uh, I can't have that tweet on the timeline. No. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work and with the rise of streaming platforms new tv shows and movies are popping up every single week and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch well that's where streamer season comes in the exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for tv and movies on the underground sports philadelphia podcast network join me kb and a plethora of our hosts right here at usp breaking down all the new tv and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Well, and I mean, this is, it just sucks because you just, you sit here and think like, what if it should be us? It should be us. It's it. I'm ne- I'm never gonna it's get 2019 over this. all over again. As as I've as that I've walked the last few weeks, a man without a, a basketball team, I've realized this. I'm never gonna get over this. No, nope. I will just simply never get over it. And it's just between gonna, this and the Kawhi shot, it's just the Kawhi shot. I I got over at a point because it's like you know you just you get beat by a great shot and like whatever like. This it just, just annoyed me that much more because it was the same thing. It was right. like, this could have been us. Right. We could have gotten the Warriors when they were down. And we could have been the ones to end it all. But of course not. Hey, man. It was like, boom, here's the left arm. I'll take your right leg as well this year. And f- you figure out how to walk. It's been, it's been brutal. but <sighs> we'll, we'll we'll talk drafts soon, at least. Yes, we will. We, we got the, we got, we'll have that to tot us over. Who knows? As far as Ben goes, my feeling is still the exact same. I went 25 for 73 from the free throw line. I do not want to see this coward on our team ever Have again. Have you seen the uh, the Jeff McDevitt-Ben Simmons uh, free throw challenge? I have. Um, embarrassing for Ben. <laughs> uh, I sent that to my brother, actually, because he's he was confident as well. He's like, I'm very confident I could do this. I was like, well, here's the challenge. He's like, hit me up. We could. Uh, I'll film you. I feel like your brother could do that after a round of pumps i feel like most people could and obviously whatever you, you're not in a stadium and all the pressure or whatever but like 25 for 73 did you see the one where bad. the dude just did like turnaround step back floaters and made like more than ben simmons yeah so uh chuck has the on the inside the nba show has his guarantee which has been which should phenomenal. be yanked away from him right because it's bad right it's because he doesn't horrendous uh he has a higher percentage than ben shot Jesus. in the free throw yeah, I think forty percent to thirty four percent. I mean, like, FanDuel should realize that that's terrible, and they should just come sponsor us. It's funny, you know. It's fun. It's just wow. That's it's, terrible. He has no place on this team. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just it's, you're not wrong. It's over. It's so over, and I just can't believe that there are people buying it again. Like, 
Well, I genuinely wonder what Ben Simmons would have to do to like get these people to turn on him. And I just think it's impossible at this point. I have never in my life, I watch a lot of sports. I watch a lot of different sports. I have never in my life seen an athlete just completely brain melt and just just suck and be a coward in that moment. I've never seen that. And I've we've never seen it seen twice. It. And it wasn't even just once. It wasn't even just one moment or one game. Like just repeated actions. It started in the first series. Like, Jesus Christ, get this guy out of here. And we here. saw, like, at a lesser extent, Markel Fultz. The Fultz thing is the most mystifying one. Yeah. Because, like... At least he's playing, like, decently. Right. Ben, there's nothing There's nothing there. So, whatever trade ends up happening, we'll see. I find it very hard to believe. I know Daryl Morey bought uh, a top shot of his, uh, which apparently means he's staying, I guess. I didn't even realize that they were still around. Somehow. Um somehow that fraud scheme is still happening <laughs> what's, like, more, what's more of a fraud scheme like top shot nfts or cryptocurrency i feel like the same thing aren't they pretty much i feel like to me they're maybe this is like boomer talk but i to me they're the same thing nft what season cryptocurrency cryptocurrency is NFTs probably are like the art version of cryptocurrency nft at least like at least it's something you buy and it's like okay like you don't actually you just look at it and it's you like, have a receipt yeah here's a receipt in like in a but like cryptocurrency is also like people can just make one up and sell it and it's like how can you just do that how yeah i thought you couldn't just how do you just we could literally like if we wanted to underground currency underground, underground coin, coin. what's it but like i just it, it which we have it, no intent on doing none of it makes sense to me I think cryptocurrency is the bigger scam because I feel like people buy into that more. NFTs are still like kind of new, you know, whereas like cryptocurrency is like, oh, this is the wave, bro. And I'm like, I don't think it is. I don't think, I don't see the future in this at all. I just don't <laughs> get how it's worth so much. It's just speculation. You know? It's just, and I, I, I don't get it either because it makes, it makes no sense. How whatsoever. is like this digital thing worth Welcome, welcome to Boomer Chat, where, yeah. we, where we get angry <laughs> at. Um, yeah, it, ma- it makes absolutely zero sense to me. None of it. And it's all, like, terrible for the the planet, yeah. too. I was, I was reading about how uh, awful cryptocurrency and NFT farming is. Um, and I just, I don't understand it. I don't, I, I'll never get it. Nope. If you get it, that's cool. But it's like a cult, too. You ever, like, yeah. you, like, follow a coin guy on Twitter? Because it's always a guy, of course. Yep. Um, they got, like, the laser beam eyes. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, to the moon, this, that. As Steven Schneider types underground to the moon in the chat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, like, all right, man. Like, you feel, you, you know you're getting scammed, right? Like, yeah. you're not going to, like, make the money that you think you are. I don't know. It feels, it feels very, um. MLM to me. Yes. It feels very much when I got invited to a Vima Verve conference <laughs> in a basement. And it's like, yeah, you spend $500 and to get that money back, you just have to recruit three people. And I'm like, this seems wrong. <laughs> I'm getting that same feeling in my stomach. You know what's hilarious? Yeah. Verve actually said, um, I remember like one of their pitches for why they weren't a scam and why they weren't a pyramid scheme is that, funnily enough, they sponsored a lounge in the Phoenix Suns uh arena they're like we can't be a pyramid scheme because we wouldn't be able to they like had like i think like a bar with their like sign above it and that was like their pitch on how they weren't 
a, a scam. That's and then, like, hilarious. five years later, they got shut down because they were yeah. a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Rip Bozo. Rip Bozo to the, to the absolute maximum. <laughs> those, those people did not know their audience well because no. uh, they, the, the guys that ran that meeting called another guy who I guess was, like, their upline, you know. And, mind you, this was 20 college-age dudes. Everyone in that mm-hmm. room was either in college currently or was going to college yeah. the next year. And the guy, in one of his first things, says, college is for idiots, and you don't need to go to it. And I was like, all right, buddy, you're going to have to do a lot of work in this second half here to get me back in because that is a bold start. They had me in the first half, not going to lie. Yeah, you, that is a bold start, my friend, to tell a group of college students that college is stupid and you're an idiot for going to it and sell my energy drink and you'll make millions of dollars. Like, what? It's like all the shampoo and shit that's getting sold on Instagram stories right hey, now. Hey, man. I would say respect the hustle, but I don't. I can't. <laughs> We've seen it. Because it's bizarre. It is bizarre. Uh, Any job that makes you uh, post 300 Instagram stories a day and makes you recruit people is this game. That's, that's why I That is some life advice. If if someone says, if it's too good to be true, it almost 1,000% is. That's it, why our sponsors are the fucking right. best. But you, but you are not making money off your phone in your free time. You just aren't. That's not yeah. something you're doing. You're not Kim Kardashian. You're not an influencer. And that's fine. You don't have to be. You don't have to monetize every piece of your life. It just doesn't have to be that no. way. And it's okay to say you know nothing about shampoo. <laughs> just, <laughs> you don't have to be a shampoo expert. No one's asking you to be this. Our We'll wrap with the uh, name image likeness. Finally happened. And it's going berserk everywhere. Speaking of selling things and... Uh, college athletes can now make money off their name image and likeness good it's about time <laughs> it's, it's it's dumb that they haven't been able to it's it's stupid too because the rules get even worse you know like when you can like you um you can't even have like off on-campus jobs a lot of times yeah. in uh in certain levels i think d1 athletes you can't even have an on-campus job which is like stupid and they have like all these all these rules, like if you've ever talked to like a college athlete and how their lives are run, just like a regular college mm-hmm. athlete, like someone who's not even like has a potential to sell themselves and their brand or whatever, like just they really loved softball and you know they're good at it and it, it's saving them some money. And it's like these people run their lives. <laughs> like, well, it's like when I was on Long Island this past weekend, I was talking to uh, Jamie Ortega. She's a UNC women's lacrosse player. Right. She like was not allowed to run camps. No. You because, can't do anything. Yeah. You can't. And you, they still have to get all of these things approved right. through like this portal. So it probably depends on the school, but like this yeah, portal I'm sure system. This, I'm, sure, I'm sure someone's getting a nice payday from that. I'm sure yeah. some, some, someone who's on the NCAA board's kid made some dumb <laughs> app now that's going to get a $2 billion contract. Out of Bitcoin. Out of Bitcoin, of course. Yeah. I, I um, There's a guy that I, I follow on YouTube who's a runner. And he had his own YouTube channel and he wasn't able to monetize his YouTube channel and he wasn't able to sell merch either. Wow. You know, and he had like this whole, and he had a a good, he does now, now he's gone like a, he's a professional runner now, but you know, like as a college athlete, he couldn't monetize just his own, like he was just vlogging essentially. Like, and he would just like, you couldn't monetize it. You couldn't make any money off of it. Despite the fact that you had plenty of people watching. I was thinking of like the college athletes that like, were in school before all this happened, like 
who would have made the most money? Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. Johnny Manziel's got it. Johnny right Man, yeah, he's Money Manziel. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. yeah Drake is, dropping lyrics. It, about it him. is clearly Money Manziel. I mean, he probably already did. Yeah. I think Zion. You you know what they should do now? They should just like, they should just un- uncover all of it. Be like, all right, totally. Here's how much we paid Zion Williamson to go yeah. to Duke. It was uh, seven million dollars. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Because you know, like, you know, you know what sucks too is Reggie Bush. Um, yeah. It was tweeting about how he's like trying to get in contact because he should. Yeah. It's so stupid. Listen, he didn't cheat in an actual game. He wasn't doing steroids or any kind of PEDs. They weren't like stealing signals or something. Wasn't point shaving. The dude was offered life changing yeah. money because let's be honest, anyone who gets offered six figures of any a, amount, that is life changing money for 99% of people. Um, he was offered that. You're a fool to not take it. And I respect that he took it. Yeah. And that he also ran that football down everyone's throat <laughs> and won a Heisman. And he deserves it. And he should have his, his trophy back. It's yep. so stupid. It's so Give stupid. Give him the records Eddie. back. Like Give it all back. Yeah, like, we're not going to forget that he did that. Right. It's just so, it's so dumb. So, hopefully that comes next. Yeah, like, kind of the, the reinstatement of some of these guys that got, like, shafted. Blacklisted for yeah. this dumb thing. Just <laughs> making money off of, you know, your My own name. work. Yeah. But I'm glad. I'm glad that the rule has changed now. Yeah, it's really we're, we're in a better man. world for it. That is definitely the the tweet of the month. Do you know how much money like Ryan Archie Diakono would have made in 2016 with Villanova? I mean, like imagine like how much like doing Tim a Modell Te- signing, <laughs> like Tim Tebow would have made. Oh my god! You know, god, like yeah. Jesus, like the dude have been raking it in, like. uh those back-to-back Florida Cam basketball Newton teams. Cam would have made, like, a ton of money. Yeah, the back-to-back Florida guys. Like, every, like, it's just dumb. It's dumb. But, I'm again, I'm glad they've changed it now. Johnny Gaudreau in hockey. I'm trying to think who are other, other big uh, Vince Young would have made Young. A, a lot of money. Like, it's just, I don't know. Joe Burrow. Yeah. He would have he raked it in. Justin Herbert. The list goes on and on. The it's Fab just, Five. The Fab Five, definitely. I mean, again, all these people <laughs> Another... did. All these people did. And that's what's yeah. so stupid about it is all these people did make money. Like, even all the way back in the 90s and 80s. Like, people were making money. People were getting cars bought for them. Like, who cares? Yep. Like, just let them. If someone, if someone wants to pay $50,000 to get this kid to their school, like, who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's so it doesn't dumb. matter. Shout out to the college athletes. Um, that's all we got for you guys. Sorry for the delay. Um, 
But make sure you guys are following us on social media at UndergroundPHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Matt on Twitter at MattCastArena. You can follow me on Twitter at KBICZL311. Make sure you guys check out the website. Blogs are coming back, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com. And, of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know what you want the Phillies to do at the deadline. Do you want them to buy? Do you want them to sell? Uh, and who do you want them to go after? Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. And we know they're five stars. Check us out on any podcast app where you get your podcasts. And uh, follow the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash undergroundsportsphi. We're 39 followers away from 300. And uh, we'll be back later this week breaking down anything with the fills going into the All-Star break. And uh, we should have some fun stuff coming up with the Olympics as well. And uh, that's why you got to follow us on social. So thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Of course, Tomahawk Shades. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Fill up your car. Get the sunglasses, the blue light glasses, anything in between. Use our code USP to get 25% off at checkout. Stateside Vodka, get the Vodka Soda Party Pack at statesidevodka.com. You got to be 21 or older to purchase, and of course, please drink responsibly. And go to kenwoodbeer.com, use the Kenny Tracker to see us Kenwood on tap. Got to be 21 or older to enjoy an ice cold Kenny, and of course, please drink responsibly. And as Steven Schneider just put in the chat, British Open uh, on PGA Tour uh, next week, he's got first two rounds of his green tractor classic coming up next twitch.tv slash underground sports phi this has been under- calling him the jordan spieth menace of his generation he's ridiculous that's what the people are saying not what i'm saying all just started streaming and now he's one of the top players in the world it's ridiculous he's a, he's a beast he's just, he's a grinder so tune in to steven schneider coming up next this has been underground sports philadelphia episode 342 for matt i'm kb We are signing off. Peace.